ओम ज्ञान ज्ञानंजनशलाकाय so we'll discuss today about Sri Shivananda Singh. Um, those of you who have read Sri Tetani Chatamrita will be familiar with these pastimes. But as they're spread throughout Chaitanya Chatamrita, they're brought together here for the pleasure and elucidation of the devotees. Uh, so first of all we can hear what was his identity in Krishna Leela. It's useful, it's interesting to know this because often the, the identity in Krishna Leela parallels or the service in Krishna Leela parallels that in Gaur Leela. So, the Saint in Krishna Lila was a duty or gopi messenger called Vira. You have that name here, girl's name, Vira? Vira. something. So, uh, his service was to bring the gopis to Krishna. He arranged all of them and brought them. Sorry, her service in, in Krishna Lila. So, Sivananda is uh, well known in Gaur Lila for bringing all the devotees from Bengal to see Mahaprabhu in Puri. So, that's a very uh, wonderful service. The Lord likes to be with his devotees and the devotees like to be with him. So, making arrangements to bring the devotees to see the Lord is certainly a very intimate and pleasing service to him. Um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he left, after taking sannyas, he left Navadvip and resided in Puri. And uh, many devotees from Bengal, not only from Navadvip, but from different parts of Bengal, would go to see Mahaprabhu and reside with him during Chaturmasya in Puri. They would go to uh, they would go to attend the Rathiatra with him and then stay on during Chaturmasya, which begins shortly after Rathiatra. So Shivananda Sain made all the arrangements. They would <coughs> after Mahaprabhu left Navadip, um then uh, Shivananda he was he was living in uh, Kumarahat, which is presently known as Harasaha. So, um, after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took sannyas, <coughs> Srivas Pandit, he couldn't remain in Navadvi any longer. Because his home, which had been the place of such great happiness, being the scene of daily, all-night dancing of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates. So that uh, place which is the place of uh, unlimited happiness for Srivas and is non different from the Rasasthali in Vrindavan, Krishna's dancing place in Vrindavan. But he found it now, after Mahaprabhu's disappearance, the place of intense grief it's because he, uh, all the time he was reminded, oh, Mahaprabhu danced here, Nityananda was here. And remembering all these pastimes and thinking that he will never come here again, 
Srivas could no longer remain in that house. So he also moved to Kumarahata, um, which is also the birthplace of Ishvara Puri, the guru of Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The, uh, uh, there are many uh, there are many great Vaishnavas in that town. Other uh, famous devotees were Vasudev, who lived there, were Vasudev Datta, Kanja Bhagavan Das, otherwise known as Bhagavan Acharya. Kanja means lame, so he had the appearance of being lame. So all the devotees, the, the Shivananda said he would make a rain. All those who wished to go to Puri, they, they would make a rain. He made arrangements. They would all meet together. Because there were devotees from Navadri, from Kumarahata, from Kalna, from Shantipur, from uh, north of Anyway, from all different places. So they would all meet in Shantipur at the residence of Advaita Acharya and proceed from there. So Shivananda would arrange all the uh, arrangements for food and lodging. As you can imagine, with a party with a few hundred devotees and you have to make some advance arrangements. They were chanting along the way and at night when they would rest they would also it was like a festival each night chanting and dancing it's like a prototype of like a pariyatra of today. So uh, Shivananda made all, all the arrangements and he uh, financed it all also. He was born in a Vaidya family, or family of doctors, and he dedicated his uh, income for serving the Vaishnavas in this way. Um, from the third year of their going, they started to take their wives and family members. Sorry? From the third year of their going, when they got everything worked out and they were familiar with it, they, they started to bring their wives and family members. And the wives of all the great devotees, they would cook various long-lasting preparations out of their intense affection for Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They like to feed him with so many nice preparations. So, uh, Shivananda, he, he knew the whole route, where to stay, he'd arrange in advance, what are the best paths to go along. This path is good, but if it's raining... Then you should take the other path, and then uh, he, there were so many tall gates, so he would uh, pay all the tolls. In this way, he managed everything. Tolls, and you have to pay for. There's so many rivers you have to cross. You have to pay for crossing by boat. Um, one year, as they were on their way to Puri. I should say, they stayed there for, yeah, Chattamasa means four months. They'd stay there for four months and then come back and he'd, he'd arrange all that also. So he took personal care of everyone's individual needs. Um, one year, uh, as they were going, one dog started following the party. So 
So Shivananda so oh, there's another member. Okay, he has to be fed also. But uh, so the dog was coming along, as you sometimes see, a dog starts following behind, and if he's given a little of a bit, a bit of affection, especially if he's given some food, he'll just stick with you. So they were going along, but at one at one uh, ghat, uh, at one river crossing, the boatman refused to take the dog. These dogs are they're unclean. And there's a dog in your boat. They might pass you in a store or who knows what. Shivananda Singh was trying to convince him. Finally, by paying him a large sum of money, he convinced him to take him across. So, uh, on another occasion, as they were going along, Shivananda was... Uh, he was engaged elsewhere. There's so many things to do. And when he came late at night to his lodging, he asked his servant, did you, did you feed everyone? What about the dog? Oh, I forgot the dog. So Shivananda was uh, upset and he, he sent ten men to find, where is that dog? So they couldn't find him at all. Shivananda thinking that no, he's also a member of our party, also a Vaishnava. Shivananda felt he committed an offense and he himself didn't eat that evening. So Shivananda felt I, I failed to do my duty properly. Anyway, the devotees uh, continued on their journey and eventually reached Puri. And after offering obeisances to Chaitanya, Maha, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they went to the temple and had darshan of Jagannath. Then uh, Maha, they took, all took prasadam with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu mm-hmm. and then uh, each entered their individual lodgings. The next day when they came to see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they saw that dog there sitting in front of him. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was throwing the... the uh, inside of the soft coconut. They call that Malayan. I don't know, what you, there's no word. <laughs> yeah. The inside, it's like the soft part of the unripe coconut. Just say coconut. Showing yeah. pieces of coconut. Yeah, pulp. Showing yeah. yeah. coconut pulp pieces to the dog who is catching it. And Mahabharata was laughing and saying, Krishna Bolo, Chand Hare Krishna. And dog was Swallowing the coconut and saying, Krishna, barking up. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had potency even to make the dogs chant Hare Krishna. Seeing the dog, Shivananda offered obediences to him. Please forgive me, I I committed an offense. And actually, that dog wasn't an ordinary dog, because after that it was never seen again. Because by the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he attained, the, the, the jiva in the body of a dog attained his original spiritual form and entered Vaikuntha. So the purpose of this is that all devotees should keep dogs if they can get them to chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> Otherwise, don't. Shivananda's family members were all very dear to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and very great devotees. 
the first was known as uh, Chaitanya Das. When uh, he first came, when first came, the young baby was brought to Puri. Then uh, the, the, the Mahaprabhu asked, "Oh, that's it. so." He had a son, very nice. So um, Mahaprabhu asked, "What is your name?" He said, "Chaitanya Das." Mahabhru asked Shivananda, what sort of name is that? <laughs> he expressed dissatisfaction. So Shivananda said, I was inspired within my heart to give that name, so I gave it. Another time, um, when they came, they, then uh, now in between they had a, another son who was called Ramadas. So, uh, and then after having two sons, then again when they, another time they came to Puri, again, uh, Shivananda's wife was expecting. So, um, Mahaprabhu said, this boy, you give him the name Paramananda when he's born. Because in those days they didn't have sonography or different means to ascertain the sex of the child before birth. So, um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would sometimes jokingly call him Puridas. When he was a little older, Shivananda brought the young boy Paramananda Das before him. When he was a little little baby. Um, And he placed him before his feet and the little baby started sucking his toe. He's a very intelligent child. Those feet which are not attainable even by Shiva and Brahma, this little baby was sucking on. And Mahaprabhu allowed that. He didn't stop him. So in this way, Shivananda received so much mercy that all his family members were accepted, just like his own family. His two nephews, Sri Balab Sen and Sri Kanta Sen, were also great devotees. So, uh, another year when Shivananda with his family were in Puri at the time of Ratiyatra, Mahabharu said to the little Paramananda, Bolo Krishna, say Krishna. And again and again he tried, but the boy wouldn't say anything. And then his father also said, come on, come on, say Krishna, Krishna. He wouldn't say. So, Mahabharu said, I got, you know, I got everyone in the universe to chant. <laughs> Even the, even the animals and plants and trees and even rocks I've made chant in the name of Krishna. But somehow I'm not able to enjoy, induce this little boy to do so. How could that be? Then Sarup Damada Goswami, who was Mahaprabhu's uh, secretary and who was completely one in mind with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, said that you have already instructed him in Krishna mantra, but he only mantra that's received is only to be chanted mentally, not out loud. Cool. So he won't chant out loudly. That's my guess. Another day, Mahaprabhu he asked Puridas to recite his verse, a, a verse, and this time immediately the young boy, seven years old, without any education, 
immediately recited a verse which no one had ever heard before of his own composition. Shavaso Kuvalayam Akshnor Anjanam Uraso Mahendra Manidama Vrindavana Ramani Nam Mandanam Akilam Harir Jayati May Lord Hari be glorified. He is the ornament for all the beauties, namely the gopis of Vrindavan. He is a blue lotus as decoration for their ears. This uh, kajal or mascara for their eyes. And he is a ah, and he is uh, a necklace of blue sapphires. Excuse me, I didn't get it. A necklace of blue sapphires. Ah, sapphire is a kind of yes, yes, yes. that is a decoration for their breasts. Mm. So everyone was astonished how such a young boy could recite such a verse and they understood this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy on him. Because of uh, reciting this beautiful poetry, uh, Surup Damodar gave him another name, Karanapur, and he later became famous as Kavi Karanapur, the, the poet uh, who compiled Gorganodesh Deepika, which is uh, a lamp to illuminate the, to to the to ascertain the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And many other, or several other beautiful books, including Ananda Vrindavan Champu. Oh, I made. Okay, we're jumping back in time here now. Organize this very well. Um, after this, after Shivananda said about his first son, that he has, that what the name that was inspired within my heart to give that name Chaitanya does. Hmm. No, I'm also getting mixed up. It's, sorry, because in Chaitanya Charitamrita, it's, it's not the past time is not arranged chronologically. So my attempt to arrange this chronologically is a bit of a mess this time. Anyway, they're all wonderful pastimes. So um, one day, Shivananda Sain invited when he was at Puri. He invited. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to take lunch prasad with him. He brought very opulent prasad of Lord Jagannath and served it to Mahaprabhu and all his associates. Um, Mahaprabhu wanted to please Shivananda who was so anxious to feed him. Shivananda wanted to feed Mahaprabhu lots of prasadam, this opulent prasad, out of affection he wanted to do so. And out of affection for Shivananda, Mahaprabhu accepted. Just to please him, he had more than required. Of course, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, as Jagannath has already eaten it, he he doesn't have indigestion, but he went through the pastime of having indigestion. So the next day, Chaitanya Das, the son of Shivananda Sain, invited Mahaprabhu for lunch. And he, he offered preparations like well-cooked rice, very soft, cooked very soft, mixed with yogurt, with plenty of lime to squeeze the juice, ginger, ginger, 
than this uh, butter. It's a soft butter. That means it's a very easy to digest preparation. And with plenty of salt on the side. And just the opposite of the previous day. It's very simple and easy to digest. And Mahabharata is very satisfied. Oh, he understands my mind. I've got indigestion. Uh, so today I cannot eat opulently. So this kind of food, it counteracts the, the effect of indigestion. Gets the stomach back in. So, let's see now. Now, um, Mahaprabhu was staying in Puri and uh, he inspired one of his devotees in Bengal. He entered within Nakul Brahmachari to uh, deliver the people of Bengal. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared within the body of Nakul Brahmachari. Um, and as a result, Nakul Brahmachari became exactly like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He, be- he became overwhelmed with transcendental bliss of love of Krishna. He would dance and sing and call out loudly in ecstasy of love of Krishna. And he even looked like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. As a result, many people came to see him. And just by seeing him, by, by the influence of his transcendent love of God, they would also become influenced by that ecstasy of Krishna Prem. And they would also start to chant Hare Krishna and exhibit all symptoms of transcendental ecstasy. So news of this spread when Shivananda Sen heard about this at first he was doubtful. He thought this may be some cheater or pretender. So he decided to journey to Kalna where Nakul was living and test him. So he thought to himself that if without my asking him even, he tells me what my uh, guru mantra is, then I will accept that he's actually imbued with the spirit of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, because the guru mantra is not to be told to anyone, so no one should know it except him and his guru. So when he arrived in Kali, there was a huge crowd of people surrounding Nakul Brahmacharya. They were all chanting and singing the names of Krishna in divine ecstasy. And uh, Shivananda just stood at the edge of the crowd. But as soon as he arrived there, amid so many devotees, he was standing amid so many devotees, but Nakul called him out, Shivananda, Shivananda, bring Shivananda here. So when he heard his name being called, Shivananda came to the front and offered his obeisances to Nakul, who said to him, as you have doubted me, please listen, and I will eradicate your doubt. Your Guru Mantra is the four-syllable Gora Gopala Mantra. So, give up the doubts which are in your heart. When, upon hearing this, Shivananda became convinced that Nakul Brahmachari was indeed uh, imbued with the presence of Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm. Uh, Sri Kansain was a nephew of Shivananda. So, um, he went to Puri at a different time, ahead of all the devotees, because he was 
very much anxious to meet with Mahaprabhu. Welcomed him very affectionately and kept him close by his side. And after two months instructed him to return to Bengal and to tell the Bengali devotees that they need not come to, they should not come to Puri this year to see him. That because he himself, after the rainy season, in the winter, in the month of Posh, would come to Bengal. He would, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, I will come to Bengal, I will meet, uh, and I will eat at Jagadananda's house. So when Sri Kant returned and gave this news, everyone was very happy. And they uh, eagerly awaited the arrival of Mahaprabhu in Bengal. And their eagerness increased as each day went by. They made all arrangements to receive him. And eventually the Posh month came. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hadn't come. But it's about 30 days, so they thought, well, maybe he will come tomorrow. And he didn't come. And this way, each day went by, anxiously thinking, maybe he will come tomorrow. And he didn't come. At this time, uh, Rishingha Brahmachari, his name was originally Pradyumna Brahmachari, but because of his devotion to his, his deity, Nrishimhadev, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu renamed him Nrishinghananda. He happened to arrive. And seeing everyone so distressed, he asked the reason for that. And when he was told that we're simply waiting here for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to place his lotus feet, he has assured us, but he is not coming. He told them that I will bring him within three days. Don't worry. So knowing of uh, Rishingha Brahmachari's spiritual potency, they all accepted. They became very happy. Because uh, previously, Nrishinghananda had in meditation prepared the whole path for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to go to Vrindavan. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told her, I'm going from Bengal to Vrindavan. So, uh, Nrishinghananda in meditation prepared a beautiful uh, path along the way. And so, he visualized each point along the way and made uh, arrangement of beautiful trees, gardens, lakes along the way. Um, but when he, in meditation, he had made arrangements as far as Kanaya Nachala, then his meditation broke and he couldn't go any further. And he told all the devotees that Mahaprabhu will not go to Vrindavan this time. He'll go no further than Kanai Nachala. So that came to be, so all the devotees had faith in his extraordinary potency. So, uh, this Pradyumna Brahmachari sat down in meditation to bring Mahaprabhu. And uh, after two days, he told all the devotees, he's already reached Panihati the place of Raghava Pandit. So, he'll reach midday tomorrow at Shivananda Singh's house. So, you better start making arrangements, start cooking. Make a wonderful arrangement. 
And he himself, the next morning, Nishingananda, early in the morning, he started cooking also. And they made, between them, they made a wonderful variety of preparations. And he arranged all of this onto three large plates, which he offered to uh, deities of Jagannath, his own deity of Nishingadev, and another plate he kept for Mahaprabhu, who they were all expecting to arrive at any moment. So as he sat down in meditation to make the offering to the deities, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu arrived. And he had all the offerings on all three plates without leaving any remnants. <laughs> so he became upset and said, why, why are you eating all? There's nothing for my Nishingadev. And he came out of the deity room looking upset and saying that, that my Nishingadev, he hasn't eaten anything today. Shivananda asked, how is that so? He cooked so many preparations. And then I, I, I put it all on the three plates and then Mahabharu came and he ate it all. And Nishingadev and Jagannath are starving. <laughs> but no one else saw Mahaprabhu. He said he was coming, but we didn't see him. And only Prajumna says that he came. So, uh, next year, they all, in great anxiety, went to, or great eagerness, they again went to Puri to meet Mahaprabhu. Puri. And as usual, when, in, as in, when they're in Puri, they went on with their chanting, dancing, and uh, bathing in Indrajumna Sarovara, Narendra Sarovara, taking Darshan of Jagannath, and all the wonderful activities that they constantly engaged in. One day in the course of conversation, Mahaprabhu started to glorify Nishinghananda. In the course of glorifying him, he said, he's such a good cook. Uh, last year, in the month of Posh, he cooked such wonderful preparations. I never tasted such wonderful rice and vegetable preparations. And like this, they went on talking. And then they understood. That, yes, he actually came. We didn't see him, but... But uh, Nishinga Brahmacharya saw him. Shivananda, by serving all the devotees, bringing them to Puri, arranging for their residence, he received uh, some unprecedented mercy from Nityananda Prabhu. So, uh, usually, usually what they would do, um, they, when they came to a toll gate, then Shivananda would tell the, tell the gatekeeper, uh, you let them all go through and I'll pay you. Don't delay them all. So, one time when this happened, there was some problem with the gatekeeper. Problem. He was trying to extract some more money than was required and there was some haggling over how much should be given. Oh. And Shivananda was delayed. In the party that year was Nityananda Prabhu, as usual even though Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had specifically forbidden him from coming. And he had to remain and preach. And Nityananda thought, okay, I'll preach later. I'll go and see Mahaprabhu first. So all the devotees were waiting in the uh, village up ahead. And Shivananda was delayed and delayed and delayed. There was no place for them to stay. And they were sitting under a tree and there was nothing to eat. And... Uh, Nityananda became angry. I'm so hungry. 
He hasn't come and arranged for my meal. Let all his sons die. So Shivananda's wife, hearing this and knowing the potency of Nityanam, she, she started to cry. And eventually Shivananda came saw his wife totally distraught. What happened? What's wrong? Because you couldn't come and Nityananda is so hungry. He cursed all our three sons to die. So Shivananda said, you mad woman, why are you crying? Let let our sons die for the offense we have made to Nityananda Prabhu. So then he went to find Lord Nityananda, who was sitting very angrily and hungrily under a tree. So when he saw Shivananda coming, he got up and kicked him. And Shivananda thought, wow, this is wonderful. uh, All the demigods, they're desiring the dust of the lotus feet of Lord Nityananda. But still they can't get it. And now he's voluntarily given it to me and very forcefully also. So he begged, um, he said to Nityananda, oh, thank you so much for accepting me as your servant. Now you just, you please forgive my offense and we'll arrange everything for you. So he brought him to his lodgings and said that, now, now you've really accepted me as your servant because you can only do that you only do that to someone who's you're very much against or you're very much love. Today my life, my my family and all my service I've achieved the perfection of of all of them. Today by your the mercy of the dust of your feet, I now I have attained Krishna Bhakti as well as everything uh, everything that could possibly be desired. So Nityananda was so pleased that he embraced Shivananda. Mormons. But Srikant, he saw this, and Srikant, the nephew of Shivananda, he became upset. He thought that my uncle is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's very dear associate, and all the devotees accord him high respect. But Nityananda, without considering any of this, has simply kicked him. So in protest he left the party. I cannot remain with this Nityananda. And in an angry mood he went off ahead of the party and reached Puri ahead of everyone else. So on arrival he came into the uh, presence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and offered him respectful obeisances. Then Mahaprabhu told his servant Govinda Tell him to take off his upper cloth. You're not supposed to wear upper cloth when offering obeisances. But having said that, then again he restrained Govinda. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said to all his associates that Srikant has come ahead of everyone because he's feeling very, a lot of disturbance. So don't disturb him anymore. Let him just do as he wishes. So Srikant, who is, you know, he's going to come and complain to Mahaprabhu, he said, you are Nityananda, he behaved like this, you have to sort him out, you have to straighten him out, what kind of behavior is this? He's all the time coming with thinking intensely of Nityananda, I'm going to complain to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he thought, oh, he already knows, okay, I won't bother saying anything. And he didn't say anything to anyone. Hmm. So these are some of the pastimes of Shivananda Sain which have been recorded. There must be many more, but these are what we have. Uh, among his sons, Chaitanya Das and Kavikarnapur are famous as 
writers of Vaishnava literature. Chaitanya Das wrote many books, among which his commentary on Krishna Kanamrita is highly valued by the Vaishnava community. He also wrote a book of Sanskrit poetry called Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is different to the Bengali work of the same name. Hmm. I believe our Godbrother Mukundadatta, he, he asked, I got him a copy of this Krishna Kanamrita with that commentary, so I believe, I believe he's planning on translating that. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Shri Shivananda Sain Kija. Jai. Tina Putra Sanginache Sain Shivananda. As it is stated in Bengali song, Shivananda Sain is dancing with his three sons. Any question? Jagannath? Uh huh. I, w- I, w- I would like to ask something in connection with Jagannath Das Babaji. Alright, I'll answer it if I happen to know the answer. I was read that he, he has his uh, servant Bihari. When Jagannath Das Babaji left this world, what happened with Bihari? Is there some information about it? Yeah, a little bit. There's a little bit that I know of. Um, because it was recalled that uh, oh, one, one dis- it must have been disciple of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati, or maybe it was disciple of Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur. But anyway, he recalled um, meeting Bihari Das, after the departure of Jagannath Das. And um, Bihari Das told him so many things about Jagannath Das, which is the, most of the information. What, that was recorded and published in the Gorya magazine of the Gorya Mount, which is um, most of what we know about Jagannath Das comes from that meeting in Calcutta, I believe it was. So, he lived, it seemed he lived a quiet life. Mostly Babaji's lead a quiet life. So that much, we, that's recorded. One devotee met him in Calcutta, as far as I know. Not much information. There are so many, hundreds and thousands of devotees, we have no information about. in Rasik Mangala describes some of the devotees. Just the name is given and it says he had thousands of disciples and no other information. <laughs> Anything else? Hmm. Yeah.
is like a material attachment. It's just like a little dog comes and wags his tail and he's saying, how nice, and give him a little food. Well, uh, devotees on the level of Shiva and saying don't have any material attachments. They're not impelled by the external energy of Krishna, only by the internal energy. So if it appears they're acting under the jurisdiction of the material energy, we should know that they're not. Yeah, because we... their whole being is fully surcharged with pure love of Krishna and there's no presence of even Sattva-gun, what to speak of Raja-gun or Tamagun. So as in so many cases, the apparent uh, apparently material dealings of pure devotees, they must be understood to be impelled by the internal potency of the Lord making some arrangement for, for pastimes which was later revealed by that dog being sent to Vaikuntha Although that, that is also understood that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed the dog so much mercy because he was favored by Shiva Ananda. Similarly, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed such mercy to Srivas Pandit that all his family members, Srivas's family members, and even the servants in his home and even the household cats and dogs were delivered out of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's affection for Srivas. We say household cats and dogs. You, you've seen in India that, well, maybe you haven't. In the old, because now people keep dogs in their houses. But previously, that was like in the village, there'd be dogs and they didn't really belong to anyone. Just like here, they, they just wander around and people throw them something, something to eat. But they don't allow them in the house. They don't pet them or put them on their lap or get licked by them or any such thing. They just happen to be there. So the householder, as his duty, feeds them. And they'll, uh, you know, one dog will, he'll become more or less the household dog. Not that any, he, he resides in the, he live in the courtyard or something and bark if any intruder comes. But even such dogs got delivered because of being in Srivasa's house. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that he delivered even a dog and the, uh, but it, it's, not, it's not a general instruction that everyone should start keeping dogs 
that Shivananda Sain fed the dog who came along on the party. That was an exception. It's not that all the devotees are keeping dogs all the time. So we should follow the that which is ordinarily done, not try to imitate the one exception and take it as the rule. Prabhupada told that his father used to rise a little late, but it's not a Shastra conjunction or, or instructed to us by Prabhupada that we should rise late. So because his father uh, was an exception to the widely accepted rule, that doesn't mean that we should also take that as a, as a norm for our lives. Normative for our lives. It should be easy to understand, although you don't look convinced. I'm saying you don't look convinced. That's a common thing that devotees, they, you know, despite the whole tradition for thousands of years, the Shastra injunction and the order of Guru. They'll find one exception and say, oh, you see, he did it, therefore I'll do it. Could I? So that's what I said. If you can deliver the dog back to Godhead, then... But even there was no talk of him keeping it as a pet dog. He was just feeding him. That's all. He was following the party. Didn't say he was taking him on his lap, patting him on the head and kissing him. He was just feeding him. So if there's a stray dog in the neighborhood, it's a householder's duty to feed him. Scraps of food. You don't have to buy, go out and buy dog food. <laughs> That's all. First thing. That's another neo iskon tendency, having pet dogs. Didn't happen in Croatia yet? Well, Didn't mix your Rasalila with dog Lila yet? You're lucky. Uh, yet to come. No, uh, don't bring it. Okay, I'm just going to be responsible. In America, where they are more advanced, many devotees keep dogs. But they're all special dogs. He's not an ordinary dog. He's an intimate associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. My dog's not an ordinary dog. He's an intimate associate of Chaitanya Or so I was told by one devotee. You shouldn't say that, Michelle. He's a very special dog. You know. He jumps in the kirtan. He only takes prasadam. Everything's special. Okay, it's time for the don't moan, don't groan, go 